What is going on, everyone? I hope you had a wonderful weekend and welcome back to Next Up. This is a big week because we will have the YouTube channel up and running on Wednesday, so you'll be able to see our guests and you'll be able to see our conversations that we have with them as well. I want to dive into episode three with a quick reminder. With everything that you have going on today and this week, move forward with no fear. Consider everything you want to accomplish and move forward with no fear. Don't hesitate on making a decision because you're scared. It's the only way you're going to grow. Move forward with no fear. And try and meet someone new this week. Go out of your way and do something nice for someone. But don't do it for the sake of hoping for something in return. Because that's cheating, come on. Do it for the sake of being a good person. Being a good person is, it's like the thing now, you know? I don't know if you're aware of that, but this whole tough guy mantra, that's over with. That's old news. The new thing, the cool thing to do now is being a good person, I promise you. And just remember, you are exactly where you want to be right now, in this moment. Wherever you're listening to this from, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Consider all the situations you may be dealing with. Look forward to when they're over. Because when these situations are done, when they've passed, what you gain is the most important part and will ultimately lead to personal growth, whether it's for good or for bad. Just some things to consider as you move forward with your week, and I do hope that you have an awesome week. And as we get into the conversation that I had with our next guest, he is a member of our free parking family. He is one of our co-hosts, one of the creators of free parking. We cover his working experience with the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Flyers, and even being a mascot. We even touch on his sports memorabilia collection. It's rare to find sports fans as big as this guy. We also get into some of the details as to why and how free parking was started in the first place. Justin Williams, or we like to call him Bush. Welcome to Next Up, man. Hey, it's great to be on here, man. You're doing great things with the brand. I love to see it. Thanks, man. You know, it's all for free parking's passion, man. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So just to kick things off, a lot of us know that you have an obvious passion for Philadelphia sports. For as far back as you can remember, can you kind of give us where that all started? Absolutely. So growing up, I was not a Philly fan. Um, my surrounding family, close members were kind of sporadic all over the place. My grandfather was a big Patriots fan. So naturally I, I always said I wanted to be like my pop. So I wore Tom Brady all the time. I wore Teddy Bruschi all the time. They were my favorite players when I was young. Um, my, my uncle actually gets us a lot of, of signed memorabilia and we had a Pete Rose baseball bat come in and I think he had been retired or kicked out of the league at that point but I became a Cincinnati Reds fan either way. I didn't care. So I was all over the place, but my defining Philadelphia moment, I think was miracle in the Meadowlands. Number two, growing up when I watched Deshaun Jackson live, drop that ball and run it back to the end zone, man, that was, uh, that was when I knew I wanted to be a a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Goosebumps, man, that, that experience was just, and me, someone not being a Philadelphia fan, that was incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it was more than just that one play. It was actually sticking through and watching the entirety of that game unfold, especially in the second half. Yeah, but, for um, sure. What uh, what sort of sports were you involved with? Were you a football player? 
I was not a football player. And while a lot of the guys I grew up with, a lot of my best friends were, I was on the, uh, I was on the field across practicing from them on the soccer field there. Ah, the other, the other fall sport. Uh huh. Yep. I, uh, I grew up playing my whole life. My older brother was a soccer player and then, uh, high school came around. I became captain of the varsity team when I was a junior and carried that until I was a senior. And, uh, yeah, soccer was a big part of my life growing up, man. So I know you obviously being a captain, did you ever have dreams of continually playing soccer after? (laughs) So I did. And I did heavy, man. I, I played on these club teams. I played Glassboro Elite, Medford Strikers, Seneca United. I mean, all these different club teams when I was growing up. And then I did my first college showcase, uh, camp at Rowan university. It was a D three camp thinking, ah, D three, like I've been playing soccer my whole life. I'll be more than fine. Ham, I show up. These players are six, five, six, four. And I, I was the most out of place soccer player on that field. And at that moment, I knew that my college soccer dreams were shot. If I uh, was at Rowan University in southern New Jersey and the guys on a D3 pitch were uh, 6'5", 5'11", Bush, wasn't going to make it. So <laughs> so your professional dreams kind of hit a brick wall there. Yes, they did. That was the day I knew that uh, I wasn't going to play uh, soccer in college. Right. So when when you were a little kid, did you ever have dreams of being a professional soccer player? So, so classic story here. Uh, you know, every little kid has dreams when they're young and, you know, in preschool, I'll never forget. We did a, what do you want to be when you grow up? Everyone around me is writing, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a banker or whatever, whatever their parents were. I wrote, I wanted to be a professional hockey player, a a player in the NHL. I hadn't touched a stick my whole life, bro. I didn't know anything (laughs) about hockey other than that. The guys looked really cool. You knew nothing, but I, I knew you, uh, you did become a lacrosse player though. I did. Absolutely. So, um, baseball was a big sport, uh, elementary to middle school. And in sixth grade, I picked up a goalie lacrosse stick for the first time. And, uh, I never looked back, man. It became one of my favorite sports of all time. So you did kind of venture in holding the stick a little bit, just not on the ice. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So uh, I became uh, the quarterback of the lacrosse field uh, back in the crease of the, uh, of the cage there um, on the lacrosse field. And I'll never look back, man. That was one of the best decisions I've ever made. So your life after after college, after high school, transitioning into the professional world, did you you wanted to work around sports, correct? I did. Uh, in college, I was a mascot at Delaware. Uh, I was UD, the Blue Hen, which was fantastic. That was an awesome experience. Um, and through that alumni network, I met a lot of people that uh, worked for the Philadelphia Eagles organization and the Philadelphia Flyers organization, which I went on to work with uh, for two years. That's awesome. So you worked both with the Flyers and Eagles. Yes. Yep. So when I was a junior in college, uh, was when I was first employed by the Eagles, uh, that just so happened to be the Super Bowl winning season where I was actually given a Super Bowl ring. So I have something to be, uh, you know, memory lane with that, which is awesome. And then through that uh, connection, I met some people at the Philadelphia Flyers, um, ended my employment after two years with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I actually still work for the Flyers part-time at nights after the, uh, after the day job is done. That's awesome. And I know a lot of Eagles fans that are listening to this pretty jealous that you got that ring. (laughs) 
Ham, it's uh, it's pretty wild, man. It's not the player ring. So a lot of people ask, oh, yeah, is it real? Is that all the diamonds? So it's actually, in my opinion, I think it's a little more unique. It's the staff ring. So nobody makes replicas of the staff ring. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. Right. So it's a little harder to come by. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. You you know. A big question I wanted to ask you regarding all of this, All, all of this that we're currently doing, me with Next Stop, obviously you and Deaver being the faces of free parking. How did that start? And free parking was a year and a half in the making, man. It was uh, not easy. It was a lot of talk. It was a lot of us sitting in the basement and us, me and Deaver looking at each other like, why are we recording ourselves right now? I said, this is not only some of the funniest conversation I'm having, but this is intelligent conversation about sports. And he said, let's do it. Let's do it. So it took us about, he might have a different story here, but it took us, in my opinion, about a full year to come with a name. Um, we tossed around all these different weird names, something that would stick out. And uh, and one night I texted him, I said, yo, D, it's free parking. And he goes, what? And he goes, explain that to me. And I said, everybody loves free parking. And he goes, yo, he goes, I think that can work. And I was like, how does that apply to sports? And we looked at it. We were like, you know what? It doesn't. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because everybody loves free parking. And that's why we started it. So um, look at us now, man. I mean, we have we have a nice brand. You have a good following. Uh, we're looking to expand a little more. You're starting your own uh, branch of the, of the brand, which is fantastic. So, you know, we're just a, we're just a full full head of steam, man. Aside from the logo itself just being a hot commodity, just that just came about. I know there was kind of little thought put into that, and it doesn't even need a lot of thought. It's it's perfect. Yeah, Deaver Deaver's a genius on the uh, creative cloud, so he just throws something in. I go, yeah, like can you come up with something? And probably thirty minutes later, he comes back and he's like, yeah, check this out. And I said, that's it. And he was like, that's it. And I was like, yep. That's it. That's all we need. And uh, me and him are pretty quick uh, to make decisions, which is nice. So, um, you know, nothing really was delayed and we just kind of started it off. And again, back to the name. Funny thing is when, when people ask me the name of the brand, I tell them. And it's not the reaction that I would think, which is the super question, why did you call it that? It's natural. Mm-hmm. It kind of kind of like other brands that are just being names that don't really relate to what they are, but they do have a deeper meaning to things. So when you explain it, they're like, oh, I see, I see. Right, right. It's such a simple, simple name, and it's a simple explanation as to why. And people are like, oh, makes total sense. Makes sense. That's it. Go on with my day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So could you kind of take us in – more or less a, a day-to-day of what you do now professionally. Yeah. So currently I'm a business development manager uh, for a marketing firm in South Jersey. Uh, interned there when I was an undergrad for a few years and uh, got the job offer after I graduated. Wasn't necessarily exactly what I thought I had in mind for myself. I, I didn't know that I was going to be interested in doing sales or biz dev for a company, but turns out I I'm in the exact spot where I need to be. Um, it, it's good for my strengths of talking and speaking and and convincing people to to get something that I'm, you know, if I believe in it myself, you're gonna buy it because I'm gonna tell you it's the best thing in the world and you and you're gonna agree. So um, I love what I do, and uh, I never thought in a million years that 
I would be doing what I was doing now. I always grew up and I said, I'm not going to be a sales guy. Like those are people for people who can't find jobs, whatever, whatever. And sure enough, here I am. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is fantastic. That's the most important part, man. Just your passion for it and the fact that you love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's something that you, you didn't realize until I took that leap and was like, let's just go for it and let's see what happens. Um, and I know that's something that you speak, you spoke about in your uh, first episode here, but I, I'm a prime example in, in my career. Um, and what I did, I, I took a leap, man. I had no idea what to expect if I was going to be good at it or not. And I love it. And do you credit kind of the competition and your competitive ways to your passion for sports? 10,000% man. I mean, the job that I'm in requires you to meet quotas, requires you to be the best that you can possibly be on a daily day in and day out basis of selling. And my competitive nature growing up in sports, I had an older brother who, you know, we were very competitive growing up. And, um, you know, through my experiences with sports and being competitive with all my best friends and my experience growing up just in life with my brother and trying to always be like him or be better than him, um, has just excelled me in my career so much. Um, and I credit sports and the competition between my brother and I, um, growing up all the time, um, as, as to why I'm successful 23 year old at the, at the current point in time. I heavily credit siblings Yes. For competitive nature too. Yeah, that's a great point. I never really yes. thought of it like that. So when you have sports and siblings, especially when they're older, mm-hmm. you just you have to prove to them that you can be on their level. Yeah. And 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 you want to prove to them that age doesn't matter. That I Hammy, you couldn't have said it any better. My brother's actually he's five years older than me. So we were never in school at the same time. I was always, when he left middle school or when he left high school, I was always the next, I was living in his shadow. He was never there. So I was always the guy, oh, you're Jeff's brother, you're Jeff's brother. And, and it was fantastic because he's an amazing guy. Um, so I had to live up to his expectations that he set, um, you know, the bar that he raised and that in me is why I'm so competitive and why I want to be just like him and, and raise that bar. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Absolutely. And I know that, uh, on another point, you and I had this conversation a few weeks ago when we were actually visiting some of the the boys in Florida. I know that you have an extensive collection of sports memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of just give us a, a brief explanation of some of the names that you have and some of these yes. some of these collections that you've yeah, acquired so over the years? The uh, the brief the very brief version um, for uh, I'll run through the big four. Uh, real quick. So football, all the major quarterback names, Tom Brady, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, John Elway, um, Joe Montana. Um, They're signed. These are you have all, signatures, all signatures, um, some directly to me to Justin from Tom Brady to Justin from uh, Brett Favre. Um, I mean, the quarterback selection is unreal. So uh, the football that we have, too, we have game footballs from uh, Super Bowls in the past signed by the MVPs of the Super Bowl. So we have that Um, hockey. My favorite thing that we have here is um, it's actually what my laptop is sitting on right now, which maybe I shouldn't have said that. But it's five different one, two, three, four, five paintings, hand painted um, portraits of the first five NHL teams hand signed in blue pen by each player 
who was the first people to ever start in the NHL. So it's the Blackhawks, the Red Wings, the Canadians, the Maple Leaves, and the Boston Bruins. So that those all have some interest. That's probably the primetime hockey uh, memorabilia. Uh, who even knew that something like that existed? Right. You know? It's incredible. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, real quick, baseball, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, et cetera. Um, you can imagine boxing. That's out of the big four, but Muhammad Ali, Oscar De La Hoya have those. Um, what, what's the other? Oh, NBA, Magic Johnson, um, signed jersey, game used, uh, all-star game basketball. I mean, dude, the list goes on and on. Um, I could, We can make a whole podcast about it itself. See, as someone that's just such a huge sports fan myself, just the, the little kid mm-hmm. in me just – that that's incredible. That's just something that you have to lay your eyes on. Hopefully one day we could share to the viewers, but that's, that's incredible, man. For sure. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get something scheduled here where I can uh, get all this gear and and some footage of me holding it and everything to you guys. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's honestly selfish of me to not to do that because <laughs> it's, it's yeah. so just a, a quick question when it comes to all of this memorabilia, is there, there's no real, you don't have a plan like for all of this. You just kind of want to sit on it, kind of know the worth, eventually sell it. I mean, obviously you won't know right now, just trying right. to kind of. Right. So uh, growing up, all the memorabilia that we've collected over the, I mean, call it 23 years of me living plus the years that I wasn't born where my parents were collecting as well. Um, we, there's absolutely no plans in selling. Um, it's, this is stuff that, you know, we're keeping forever, man. I mean, my, so we always talk about like when my parents are ready to get rid of it and stuff, what uh, Jeff and I are going to do, um, in, uh, when we split it, cause we're probably going to split it. That's my guess. I, once again, it's my, up to my parents. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I say we should yeah. do a draft. So Jeff and I draw from a hat and like, all right, so here's it, here it all is laying out. What's your first pick? And, uh, I don't know what my first pick would be, but I think I told him my first pick would be the Muhammad Ali boxing glove. I was just going to guess I would probably pick something in boxing myself too. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I mean, then there's, there's some other cool things too, that I was like split on Hank Aaron baseball. Like, Oh, I don't know, man. Like it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah. So Jeff and I are going to figure that out eventually. And, uh, and we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we shall see. But I just know down the road that all of that stuff, it's that you want to keep those things just to say that you have them as opposed to just getting a quick check when it comes to. Thousand percent, yeah. man. Thousand percent. Yeah. But uh, as as we wrap up here, Bush is the first member of FPP that I plan to interview on this show. And we're going to run through the entire family when the time comes here and there, but Bush, I'd like to thank you for joining us, man. Ham, thank you so much for having me on brother. Uh, you know, next up is, uh, that totally different vibe that, that sports and that life vibe that, uh, that the brand needs. And we cannot thank you enough for getting that started for us. No, of course, man. It's at the end of the day, it's all about the free parking logo, man. That's Mm -hmm. it for the brand. Bush would like to thank you again for joining us, man. Bush is someone that has proved that if you network properly, you can see your way with a professional team, if that is something that you are looking to do, of course. And that's all we have for episode three. Thank you again for listening. And please, please don't forget to subscribe, like, give me your feedback, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Visuals are coming on Wednesday. Until next time. Life is good.
You know what I mean? Like, 